Hi, my name is Annie Grossman, and I'm a dog trainer. This podcast is brought to you by School for the Dogs, a Manhattan-based facility I own and operate along with some of the city's finest dog trainers. During this podcast, we'll be answering your questions, geeking out on animal behavior, discussing pet trends, and interviewing industry experts. Welcome to School for the Dogs podcast. So you're a dog trainer, you get a dog, you teach the dog to pee and poop outside. End of story, right? <laughs> uh, well, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit today about my experience house training my new puppy, uh, Poppy, who we got uh, just about five weeks ago. She is, uh, maybe like six, six and a half months, a chihuahua mix. Actually, we just got her DNA results back. She's a chihuahua, chow, cocker spaniel, pit bull, (laughs) beagle, boxer, rottweiler mix, but I think she's mostly chihuahua. And she's been a real dream. She is just a very sweet, affectionate dog. Very tolerant of my toddler. Uh, very loving with my toddler. Really the, the most cuddly, kissy dog I think I've ever encountered. All she wants to do is, is sit in someone's lap. And by and large, she's a really quick learner. You know, I... I think when when you work with a lot of dogs doing the same exercises over and over and over as I have done, you you start to get a sense of how quick a dog is. It must be like that when you're working with people too. If you do the same task with 5,000 people, you start to get a certain idea of uh, a certain kind of baseline intelligence and whether or not someone is above or below that um and uh i'd say she's she's pretty quick she's pretty smart loves her crate goes into her crate no problem and uh, learns new things pretty quickly but i don't know if she had ever gone to the bathroom it's funny how we say go to the bathroom for peeing and pooping for dogs when they're not actually going into a bathroom, but let's go with that euphemism. Um, I don't know if she'd ever gone outside. She came from a shelter in Alabama. She was dropped off there with her parents and two sisters, although I think whoever dropped her off uh, just had her parents there to get spayed and neutered and ended up taking the parents back, so I think she must have been in some kind of home up until she was in the shelter. So I, I don't know what what her home life was like. And I don't think she was in the shelter for very long. She then was brought from Alabama to New York, stayed with a foster here for a little bit. I don't think the foster had her go outside at all. And uh, the foster reported she was kind of like a C minus, I think is the way she put it when it came to hitting wee wee pads. 
And when I got her, she she was about a week away from finishing all of her shots. Uh, I'm a big believer in getting dogs out early. I think it's really important that they start to learn about the world around them and that you start to establish habits really as early on as possible for the sake of socialization. And Poppy, you know, by the time we got her, she was already about uh, five months well out of uh, that uh, socialization window that we talk about, the prime, the prime socialization period being really between like eight and 12 weeks with the cutoff of, of puppy socialization usually being considered around like 20 weeks. So we were, we were getting started pretty late in the game. Uh, and at School for the Dogs, we definitely advocate getting dogs out even on the city streets before they've had all of their shots, of course, doing so carefully, uh, cleaning their paws when you come back in. Um, this is the recommendation of the American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior. Often recommend uh, people look at their position paper because, you know, as trainers, it can feel... Um, tricky for us to be contradicting people's vets. A lot of times vets uh, put the fear of God in people when it comes to letting their dog go out on the city streets before getting all their shots, but the American Veterinary Society of Animal Behavior's position, which I uh, am behind, um, basically says that the risk of not exposing a puppy to all the things we need to expose them to uh, and that that could lead to um, behavior problems that could ultimately lead to um, relinquishing a dog and uh, possibly euthanasia, that those risks uh, far outweigh the risk of your dog getting parvo or lepto or the other things that we worry about them getting after they've had um, at least one round of shots. So all of that is to say, that um, I did bring her out on the streets right away, mindfully, and uh, she did really well on the leash out on the sidewalk. I live in a very, very busy part of Manhattan, <laughs> and she was the thing she was most scared of was um, uh, an automatic door uh, at a building near us, which, upon reflection, I thought is pretty weird that these doors <laughs> open and close. <laughs> Uh, as they do, but you know, I had a tube of peanut butter with me, and we stood near that open and closing door for a little while until she uh, seemed okay with it, looking peanut butter the whole time. Uh, did great, and um, so took her out on a bunch of walks early on, uh, carried her some of the time. I have a really great dog backpack, so we spent some time outside with her uh, in the dog backpack. But I also put some wee-wee pads down inside for her, um, just in one spot, because I think if you're going to use wee-wee pads, it's best to have one designated spot rather than carpeting your home with them. And uh, when it was time to really start taking her out for walks on a more regular basis after she had all of her shots, uh, I said to my husband, okay, like we need to come up with a really, um, really good walk schedule. Now, this is where all kinds of complicating <laughs> factors come into place. First of all, it's really cold in New York right now. Um, the last uh, few 
days of this week. We had a huge snowstorm, but even before that, the, the temperature has been below freezing for much of the time that we have had Poppy. And I think, I think getting a puppy during the coldest part of the year is hard. You know, if, if I was going to suggest when someone should get a puppy, I would probably say um, get the dog in the springtime so that you have uh, the most mild months of the year ahead of you to work on housebreaking. But there was uh, a major reason why we didn't want to wait until spring to get a puppy, uh, and the reason is that I'm pregnant. Um, I am due in July, and so I thought if we could get a dog um, earlier uh, as opposed to later, it would be better to have um, some months before the new baby comes where we could really focus on the dog rather than waiting till um, the spring or even the summer and having to juggle a new baby uh, plus a puppy. And uh, my pregnancy definitely also um, plays into uh, some of the complicating factors to what would be my normal idea of how we should plan this dog's walk schedule, um, only because uh, I've been sleeping really poorly and I am pretty exhausted and I'm already pretty huge and we live in a two-story walk-up and getting um, the dog and myself and often my toddler bundled up and outside even just to walk around the block it's doable but uh, it takes a lot out of me and I would say I think I have one good walk in me for this dog uh, per day. And, you know, a lot of the time I have to bring my daughter with me if I'm walking the dog because you can't leave a two-year-old home alone. So it just complicates the matter. You know, as opposed to when I got my, my old dog, Amos, I was single. I lived um, by myself in a ground floor apartment. It really was not hard for me to get him out on five or six short walks a day. Uh, it just takes a lot more, a lot more now, a lot more time and energy. Um, so I said to my husband, I really think, you know, you need to take on um, the lion's share responsibility of making sure Poppy is getting walks because um, I just, I just don't think I have it in me to get her out as much as she needs to go out. And my husband's last experience with a dog was our old dog, Amos, who really only needed to go out twice a day. And he also um, was very happy to go out on our back deck. We have a, a nice size deck. So uh, I think Jason was kind of spoiled by this and surprised at uh, me saying, okay, we're going to have to start taking this dog for walks, you know, four or five, six times a day if we really want to get her house trained. 
But at first he was like, okay, I don't think this will be a problem. You know, first thing in the morning, definitely I'm going to wake up. He, he always wakes up first and I'll get her outside and it'll be, it'll be great for both of them. Uh, <laughs> I think that actually happened maybe one time, you know, his intentions were good, but you know, he too was like, you know, having a, a toddler complicates things because you sleep later than I do, meaning me, which I do because like I sleep so poorly at night, I, uh, sleep I sleep later so he's like what if Magnolia wakes up and you're asleep still and I'm out plus you know like the morning hours are the only time that I have to myself la 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 so this that and the other reason he kind of fell down on this promise to take her out first thing in the morning and you know I was actually okay with this uh I know it sounds like I'm I'm talking about what was gonna wind up being an argument but it wasn't really I mean I have my own different reasons why I'm having a hard time uh getting her out as much as I would like to and as a dog trainer I don't think there is one right way to house train a dog I mean what does house training mean mean it means we want the dog to pee and poop where we want them to and perhaps when we want them to but that doesn't necessarily have to be on the sidewalk right and he said to me like well if we really were going to get her to go outside you know solely outside what would we need to do like how do people who work and have little kids and have crazy schedules like we do and have all these complicating factors how how do they house train their dogs i said well you know, in a lot of cases, they hire dog walkers. But if you're house training a dog and you really want to be giving them tons of short opportunities to go outside on the street, that might mean having to have a dog walker come three or four times a day if you're not going to be doing it yourself. And in the in-between times, the dog needs to be on a crate or leashed inside with you or just you know monitored so that they're not going in what you've decided is the wrong place the wrong place being inside and he was like well what would that you know look like financially and logistically and I said you know I, I I think probably in New York City the best price we could get on a dog walker would be like $15 for a 15 minute walk and if you're looking at doing that you know, gosh, four times a day, that's $60 a day times five times a week, that's $300 a week. So, you know, well over $1,000 a month uh, to have someone take on only just part of this job for you. And uh, he definitely experienced some <laughs> sticker shock uh, at, uh, at that estimate that I came up with. So I decided to, um, you know, see if I could be creative and think about how we could uh, deal with this dog's pee and poop without um, upsetting our lives or our finances uh, too much. And um, 
The solution I've come up with so far, uh, well, I'll lay it out, but I also want to point out that life changes, dogs change. I do think it's a good idea early on in your relationship with a new dog in your home to set things up the way that you expect uh, things are going to be, to establish habits and patterns that uh, you would like to see continue into the future. But that said, I'm not sure that this is going to be the long-term solution for us with Poppy. Uh, I don't know what our lives will look like with a new baby. Uh, I don't know what our lives will look like if we ever live somewhere else. Maybe we will come into a lot of money and paying over $1,000 a month for dog walking won't be any kind of issue. Who knows? So what I'm going to explain as, as our current setup uh, may not be our, our um, forever setup. You know, and I should mention that every time we've taken her out on the sidewalk, she, she hasn't gone. She's never gone outside on the sidewalk. She has gone outside on our back deck. Now, if it was absolutely necessary that she go out on the sidewalk, I think the solution would be to be getting her out there a whole lot, to be experimenting with lots of different surfaces outside. Uh, there, there are not a whole lot of surfaces within a block or so of, of our apartment, unfortunately, um, not a lot of grass. Um, but to, um, yeah, just to be getting her out, you know, five, six, seven times a day for short walks if necessary, really making sure she's tethered when not outside or crated when not outside. That would be my suggestion. But she's cold outside and, you know, it doesn't feel to me like uh, I need to be forcing her to be outside for hours and hours a day to make, um, to make bathrooming something that happens outside right now. So I thought, well, you know, if I was advising a client, I would say just, just take her for walks out on the deck. doesn't have to be out on the sidewalk. So I've been trying to do that at least once a day. I've uh, committed myself to getting her out on the sidewalk myself uh, once a day, once a day pretty much every day, uh, because I think it's really important that she get used to the streets of New York City, even if she isn't going to pee and poop out there. Some days she seems pretty miserable. I bundle her up, but she, you know, she's mostly Chihuahua, not a, not a cold weather dog uh, originally from the south and I also um, basically hired uh, my babysitters to take her out uh, ideally once a day so um, you know and it's funny because I usually uh, I'm usually pretty uh, firm with my clients about not asking like a local kid or something to walk the dog. I think you should hire a dog walker who is insured, who has experience. Uh, your dog is, is an important part of your life and you want your dog to be in very safe hands. And, uh, and yet I am having 
uh, the my 16 and 20 year old babysitters who are basically our neighbors who are kind of like they've kind of over the last year become um, uh, pseudo daughters of mine uh, to do it because I, I sort of feel like they're they're part of our family I trust them to that extent obviously I trust them out on the street with my daughter um, they're around all the time they know the dog and I'm home when they're picking her up so I don't feel like I'm letting letting someone into my home especially someone I don't know and I'm also very clear about how I want them to walk her don't let uh, I, I tell them I don't want her to be saying hi to other dogs on the street not because I'm necessarily against this but puppies can be really annoying to other dogs on the street I don't want there to be any kind of incident where another dog comes at her especially um, with these girls handling her rather than me um, and I give them uh, peanut butter or a, a tube of um, of callus cod row, uh, which Poppy likes a lot. Uh, I have them go out with that, and I say, you know, if you see another dog, just lead Poppy past that dog on the opposite side with this tube of yumminess in order to um, help teach her that other dogs are an okay thing, that other dogs are um, a signal to pay attention to the human I'm with and to, um, you know, like get her past the other, the other dog. I have occasionally let her say other dog, say hi to other dogs on the street when I'm with her. Um, but I don't really want, um, my babysitters letting that happen. So I have, I have set down a lot of ground rules they just take her around the block. Sometimes I think they probably only get halfway around the block, which is also fine. Uh, the idea is just to get her out um, even just a few minutes a day, um, both with me and with uh, my sitters, or at the very least, um, one or the other. Now, the rest of the time, she is, if she's not going out on our deck, she is going inside. Um, but what I've done is I've replaced the wee-wee pads with uh, grass patches. I am using um, the company uh, Doggy Lawn. Um, I haven't experimented with a lot of companies. I'm pretty okay with their service so far, except I uh, was disappointed by the verbiage in the uh, pamphlet that comes with their first delivery that talks all about how Oh gosh, let me see if I can even find find it. Yeah, here it is. I actually, I posted it in our app. And actually, there's a deal section in the app uh, where there is a, a coupon for uh, Dog Elon. But this is what it says uh, in their pamphlet. This is one of the parts. Uh, my dog still hasn't gone after several hours. How long is this going to take? Well, let's start with a bit of background on dog behavior. Dogs use their urine as a tool to mark their territory, so they don't necessarily have to quote-unquote go in the same way you have to go. When they paw at the door and say, take me out, I have to go, they are training you to take them on a walk. But you are the alpha, and you decide when and where they pee or poo. Your dog can hold it for a long time much longer than you think. Because of this, it's routine for dogs to hold it well into the evening on the first training day or even overnight. Don't worry, your dog will have an accident before they hurt themselves by holding it. In our experience, if your dog thinks they're going to be taken on a walk, they will hold it. Once they give up on walking and waiting for a walk, the real training can occur. As you can imagine, this may take many hours to happen, but it will happen. Be the alpha and be patient. 
One dog we trained finally peed at noon on the second day. This is extreme, but it goes to show you how dogs pee works. Okay, so I disagree with a lot of parts of this, and I don't think it's healthy to force your dog to um, hold their pee uh, for crazy long periods of time. So anyway, if you buy their product, ignore everything that's in the pamphlet that comes with it. Um, but, uh, so far I'm pretty happy with it. It's basically, you know, a tray of grass. They, you buy the tray separately. They ship the grass in like a box in a roll. I started out with one two foot square piece of grass and then, uh, kind of accidentally, I think, scheduled two deliveries very close to each other. They're supposed to come every other week, but I ended up with two of these two by two uh, pieces of, of, what do you, what do you call it? I guess like turf sod and, uh, put them next to each other. So it's now a two by four area. And I kind of like that better. I think it gives Poppy a better chance of getting on the grass. It fits the spot that I have it in better. So I actually switched to order a two by four piece that they have, uh, which is not that much more expensive. I think the two by two one was something like thirty dollars every other week, and then the the two by four one was like thirty four dollars every other week, and then you buy the tray one time, which is like another twenty dollars or something like that. So you're looking at uh, total after you buy the tray um, around seventy dollars a month. And uh, the reason I decided that I wanted to teach her to go on grass inside rather than um, on a wee-wee pad or in litter, they do make like litter for dogs, is because ideally I would like this to translate to her going outside, if not all of the time, at least some of the time, and she uh, will find some grass outside that uh, I would like her to um, have developed a habit of, uh, of going on. Um, whereas I think if you keep dogs on wee-wee pads, they can develop, they're more likely to develop the habit of going on anything that's sort of plush inside, and that can translate to them being, uh, inclined to go on carpets uh, or whatever else might be um, not not a hard floor in your house or in other people's homes. I also just sort of aesthetically uh, would prefer to have grass in my home than have like wee-wee pads, which are kind of like, I don't know, they're kind of like flat diapers in my mind. And wee-wee pads, you know, you pretty much have to pick them up as soon as a dog pees on them, whereas the grass patch, the pee soaks in. I change the piece of uh, sod every other week and just pick up uh, the poop every day uh, when she goes. It's funny, <laughs> Magnolia uh, calls poop pop, <laughs> and she points to it. She says pop, which is funny because the dog's name is Poppy, so it's like Poppy makes pop. But I had been using wee-wee pads at first. I put the sod where um, the wee-wee pads had been, and she uh, was pretty immediately interested on in going on it. Um, it does come with a little 
like spray that you're supposed to put on it that smells I guess uh, like urine if you're a dog I didn't sniff it too closely I've also um, seen people recommend putting your own pee on these grass patches I don't know if any of this was necessary uh, she seemed to get it right away she uh, also um, had another spot in like our living room that she liked to go uh, on our rug in there and uh, she also had a spot that was sort of close to the grass that she would like to go um, that she was li liking to go in so it was like almost on the grass but not quite so I did a couple things I picked up all of our rugs because I wanted there to be like one soft cushy nice spot for her to go on in the house and figured uh, it would uh, decrease the likelihood of her going in the wrong space if there were um, you know rugs down. I also uh, bought a couple inexpensive um, baby gates like the kind that sort of stand on their own you can move around. Uh, I actually already had a few baby gates because I have a toddler. Um, our apartment's sort of like a, a loft, so there are no real like doors to close, so really necessary for us to be able to control space, both with a dog and with a kid. Uh, I put a baby gate uh, to cordon off um, our living room, which is where she, the, the spot I didn't want her to go, where she was often going. Um, and, uh, basically just started keeping her with me in our bedroom, which is where I work and also where her grass patch is, uh, most of the day when I'm home. It's also where her crate is. Uh, and there's not a huge amount of area in the bedroom, um, for her to like wander around in and get into trouble. I also put up a baby gate kind of like um, right next to the grass patch to uh, sort of define that area. And then on the other side of the gate in the spot where she was sometimes still going, I put down a couple um, like uh, grates that I had. I guess they were actually old. Um, I think they were like old dividers that come inside of metal crates that we had sitting around for some reason, I guess, from my work. Um, basically, like, metal grid things. I don't know what else you would call it. Um, I think you could also use, uh, I don't know, like, flattened folding chairs or um, window screens. Uh, just something flat that a dog wouldn't be particularly interested uh, in standing on. I put those on the ground to deter her from going um, in that area and it totally worked. Um, between having the stuff on the ground and uh, having the baby gate kind of uh, abutting the, um, the grass, I was able to help her define the bathroom area pretty well. And after about, um, I don't know, maybe like 10 days of having um, those grates on the ground, I picked them up and I actually put her bed in that area, um, reasoning that she wouldn't want to pee and poop on her bed. And actually, the way that I had the baby gates kind of made like a perfect little nook for her bed right next to her pottying area. You know, I'll post a picture um, maybe in the podcast section 
of, uh, of the community app. So overall, uh, the system has been working really well. Uh, she has had um, maybe only two accidents in the last, uh, let's say, three weeks that we've had this setup going. Still hasn't gone outside. I do try and take her out on the deck um, every day. Um, sometimes she goes out there, but again, she seems really put off by the cold. So I assume the outside stuff is only going to get easier as the weather gets better. And uh, another reason why I wanted to get her used to going on the grass is because eventually I figure we can put that grass or or at least some grass outside on our deck and she will go there whereas our our old dog Amos kind of pooped all over our deck which um which uh I don't know sort of unsightly to go out and see poop all over the place and <laughs> it's hard to keep on top of picking it up and uh of course the next step also when it gets nicer out will be teaching uh, her to let us know when she wants to go out and um also maybe putting in a doggy door. I'm not quite sure um, how to do that logistically, but I like the idea of her being able to go out whenever she wants. Something else that um, I am planning to do is uh, to buy some paving stones. This is an idea um, that my friend Jay Andors, who's a trainer in New York City and a dog groomer, a fellow uh, Karen Pryor Academy graduate, came up with which I think is so brilliant which is to teach a dog to go basically on cement inside you know if you want to eventually teach them to go on cement outside you certainly could start inside uh, I looked into pouring a bit of cement to create like a sort of cement patch area uh, couldn't quite figure out how to do that without a lot of trouble but then I came up with the idea of uh, just getting some um, like paving stones, which are super cheap. They're like $2 uh, for a square foot uh, at Home Depot. So I just ordered um, like eight or 10 of those. And I thought, um, I'm thinking that I will put those down near the bit of grass that I have and see if she has any interest in, uh, in going there. Oh, you know, another like little tip I wanted to mention if you're working on getting your dog to to go inside or outside is to, you know, of course, notice notice their habits. At first I was using um, an app called uh, Puddle and Pile where you can put in when your dog pees and poops and when they have an accident and when you feed them and it'll start reminding you. Uh, it'll like calculate when they probably need to go out um, and uh, I was using that for a little while and then I kind of fell off the wagon with it but just on my own I noticed that she tended to she tended to run to go uh, to the bathroom pretty quickly after she ate or drank uh, so I would make sure to watch her when she was eating or drinking and then scurry her over to uh, the appropriate pottying area and kind of corral her there um, with the baby gates in my body or even like put her on a leash 
and put her in that area or bring her out on our deck if not outside like I said outside hasn't hasn't been a place for her to actually go um on the street uh and I think I think that's probably true of most dogs I think most dogs um will go pretty quickly after they eat but um certainly keeping some kind of log can be helpful um and uh, I do I do think this app is pretty neat and of course I throw her a party <laughs> after she goes which uh, is pretty easy to do regularly because my desk is uh, only a few feet from her grass patch and I keep treats on my desk for her and uh, I don't I don't say anything as she's going I don't want to interrupt the process but as soon as she goes I am super enthusiastic and uh, and I give her treats or if I don't have treats on me I at least um, give her lots of cuddles and playtime. Uh, I do try and give a potty word as she's going but I, I don't again I don't want to disrupt her so I will say like go potty one time as she's going because I'm trying to forge that association that go potty means do this thing that you're doing but um, you know the grass itself uh, is becoming a cue for her to go so I'm not too stressed out about that. So that is my my process. Um, there have been no arguments between me and my husband uh, about any of it. He is completely on board with this plan. Money-wise, I don't know. I mean, between what I'm paying my, my sitters to take her out most days and what we're paying for the grass patch, God, I don't know. We're, we're spending definitely less than $100 a week. Um, probably closer to, I don't know, 50 $60 a week. And again, I, I don't know if this is going to be a f the, f the setup forever. I think things might change as the weather improves. Uh, things might change when I'm not pregnant and I'm a little bit more mobile. Things might change for any number of reasons. But for the moment, this is what we're doing and uh, it's working out. Thanks so much for listening. You can support School for the Dogs podcast by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, telling your friends, and shopping in our online store. Learn more about School for the Dogs and sign up for lots of free training resources on our website, schoolforthedogs.com.